When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm your host, Ariana Bravo, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Valtteri Bottas won Formula One second sprint qualifying race at the 2021 Italian Grand Prix, beating Max Verstappen with Lewis Hamilton fifth after making a poor start from alongside Bottas. Daniel Ricciardo finished third for McLaren ahead of his teammate Lando Norris, who kept Hamilton at bay for the duration of the race, which was disrupted by a first lap crash for 2020 Monza winner Pierre Gasly. Gasly briefly clipped the McLaren of Daniel Ricciardo and damaged his front wing as a result, which went underneath his front wheels, causing him to shoot off into the gravel. The crash brought about the safety car, and as Gasly's car was recovered, a clash between Yuki Tsunoda and Robert Kubica also came about. The race restarted on lap 4 of 18, with Bottas rumping clear to a 1.6 second lead over Verstappen, with Hamilton chasing the two McLarens, both on soft tyres versus the mediums of the two leaders and the second Mercedes. Ricardo came home 14.5 seconds behind the winner, with Norris keeping Hamilton behind him, who at times was even sliding around dramatically. Charles Leclerc led home his Ferrari teammate Carlos Sainz in 6th and 7th, the former recovering from feeling unwell at the end of FP2. Sainz, whose Ferrari had been rebuilt after his heavy FP2 crash, came home where he started ahead of Antonio Giovinazzi. The Alfa Romeo driver held off the charging Sergio Perez to the finish, with the Red Bull driver having to make a couple of attempts to pass Aston Martin's Lance Stroll for that position. That's the top 10, and the result means that Verstappen will start Sunday's Grand Prix from the front of the grid, with Ricardo alongside him on the front row, as Bottas will drop to the back of the field for taking a fresh Mercedes engine before qualifying on Friday. Alex Kalinorkis is back to join me and chat about today's action. Alex, we caught up a little bit in the paddock earlier, but how are you finding the second sprint weekend of the season? 
Yeah, hi, Ariana, and hi to the listeners. Yes, it was good to chat in the in the paddock um, earlier on today. I'm now back at my hotel, having uh, having yeah, to sort of uh, decompressed after considering the second uh, Formula One sprint race. And yeah, I mean. I don't know whether it was because the Silverstone one was particularly new and we were able to go, oh, we've got to judge everything for the whole weekend uh, to finish before we can really say if it was a success or a failure or if it was just a little bit more interesting because it was Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen going sort of hammer and tong uh, at the front. You know, not necessarily a lot of action at Silverstone, but they were, they were chasing each other pretty closely. But today's just felt a bit meh. I know that's sort of that's not very uh, that's not very analysis or Grand Prix editor worthy, but it just that's the sort of the vibe you sort of got from today. I mean, for everybody really, except for Valtteri Bottas. But then I feel so sorry for him because he's he's ultimately going to have uh, the actual accolade of uh, of topping qualifying on Friday and winning the sprint race, not recognised by the history books because of this ridiculous and I will continue to say this until hopefully it's changed which it might be Jonathan Noble our colleague at motorsport.com spoke to Ross Braun uh, earlier on in the week and they said yeah we, we hear people's frustration about the sprint race uh, sorry the, the, the driver topping qualifying on Friday not getting the pole that we hear that maybe that's something they'll look at changing so it's good so let's keep up the pressure if we can but yeah that, that's kind of what I'm feeling after the second sprint race just a bit like mm, not very much happened it doesn't really add a lot you know there's a lot of talk about well these cars are designed to, to you know to be competitive over 90 minutes really you, if you just stop the race before the first pit stop are you expecting there to be much action particularly if there's no chaos at the first corner also the safety car um you know would, would have helped things the tires not under as much stress particularly the, the the runners starting on the softs like the mclaren so yeah i think um i think there's a, there's generally a feeling of more negativity towards it than there was at silverstone interesting very very interesting there now Let's talk about Valtteri Bottas, though. And as you said, he bagged himself, you know, bagged himself fastest lap yesterday in qualifying, kept on to it today for the sprint, but is going to drop way down the order because of changing that engine. But it's been a really solid weekend for him. And uh, it's such a shame that it's not going to be able to uh, convert on the race on Sunday. I mean, unless, you know... Well, who knows what could happen. But at the moment, it's unlikely that, you know, he'll be able to bring home a victory as well. He's doing well, though. We spoke about this yesterday with John as well. It seems like, you know, maybe the pressure of the uncertainty of your future sort of lifting off. Have you heard anything from him since the F1 sprint about why he is feeling so comfortable this weekend and so confident on the track? Uh, he didn't really touch on that in the uh, in the post race press conference, and I will call it a race because it is a race. Sorry, FIA, or not sorry in that fact. Yeah, he didn't really touch on that in the press conference, but um, but yeah, it's interesting. I saw um, I saw our colleague uh, Jess McFadden tweet that this is peak Valtteri Bottas to have to have been doing an amazing weekend, and yet we'll get nothing from it so far unless he can uh, can come through and deliver an amazing uh, result in the race tomorrow. And um, what I will say is, I spoke to Mercedes earlier on today, and they did confirm that he did get. A, he did get a a a, um, a genuine performance uh, benefit from taking that new engine, and bearing in mind it was you know it was less than a tenth of a second the gap between uh, um, himself and his teammate Lewis Hamilton in qualifying yesterday. So while the team you know they weren't going to be putting an exact figure on it. Bottas definitely benefited um, from from what happened uh, from from taking that uh, that fresh engine. However, he still he still delivered it. He, you know, you can only as, as a sports person, you can only play the circumstances in front of you. Really, especially in things like um, in things like qualifying and the race. And so, and Bottas nailed it. So, absolutely fair play to him. Well done. It's just going to be. I just fear for what might happen tomorrow in terms of we saw last year when he was down the order in that crazy Italian Grand Prix he didn't make any progress Lewis Hamilton was able to and that was when they both had a massive 
car advantage over the rest of the field. So as we saw with with Lewis Hamilton in the sprint race today, after he dropped back from his poor start, as you said, Ariana couldn't get by Lando Norris. So mm, I don't think it's a slam dunk that either Mercedes is going to make massive ground up tomorrow. Let's stay on the Mercedes topic uh, before we get to how they might fare tomorrow. Uh, before we dig into that a bit deeper, Lewis's start today. What happened there? What what went wrong? Because it was quite a poor start from him, of course, dropping right back down the order, losing that advantage that he had starting at the P2. A lot of people were saying before, you know, given that Bottas is going to be dropping down the order anyway, puts Lewis in such a strong position and the team in quite a quite a favourable position in terms of how they could play the sprint today. But Lewis's start just really let him down, I guess. It certainly did. It certainly did. And Bottas did sort of hint that team orders were effectively on the cards. He said, you know, possibly we would have done the the, the, the swap because of the obvious situation, bearing, referring to Hamilton being in the tight fight with Max Verstappen in the Drivers' Championship. But yeah, um, with, with Hamilton's start, basically he said he was um, he was two millimetres too deep with the clutch paddle. So basically his mistake in terms of releasing, uh, hitting his targets on the clutch and it just caused wheel spin. You know, he, he, he launched okay. The traction was, was there, it seemed to be. But as soon as um, as soon as it came to, to the wheel spin in the, in the later phases, that's really, really what cost him and he was on the back foot immediately he had to had to swerve across and really uh, defend hard but fair against uh, Lando Norris um, then he's got swamped uh, Ricardo was coming by in the fast starting uh, McLaren on the other side Gasly got by him as well um, so yeah I mean uh, it could have been even worse really if Gasly doesn't uh, unfortunately just tap uh, the uh, the left rear tyre of uh, Ricardo's McLaren and break his front wing Hamilton could well have uh, ended up behind him and, and may not never have got uh, been able to get back by either yeah, definitely. As you said, we saw him defending um, hard but fair uh, against the cars around him. Do you think that in that position that he was in, a part of him was probably thinking, don't do not do anything too radical uh, because, of course, you don't want to risk damage getting caught up in any scraps. It's better to play a little bit safe when you do have that sort of start um, so that you can line up, you know, P4, P5 as opposed to at the very back of the pack and, you know, crashing out. Do you think any of that even goes into the driver's minds on a sprint like today? Or do you think as soon as it's lights out, that's it and, and they're fighting with everything they've got? I think with Hamilton today, it was more... I don't think he had any other choice. I don't think there was there was anything he could do just because of the nature of that run down to Monza. Like, I've been um, I've been walking down to uh, to watch trackside in, in both FP1 and FP2 and uh, and I ran the track on Thursday evening and, and for anybody who's not um, had the absolute pleasure, and I must say it is an absolute pleasure and an honour to be able to go around um, any racetrack, let's face it, but Monza in particular, it's incredibly narrow, even at that point on the main straight. Like, it's, it's, it's quite wide, you know, back opposite the pits where, you know, at the start-finish line, but by the time you get to the uh, to the Retifilio chicane is very very tight so I just don't think he had any other choice I don't think there was a chance to sort of you know go back on the offensive it was more just um yeah just drive uh, the circumstances in front of him get through as best he could I think there may have been also slight contact with uh, with Lando Norris as, as the McLaren came by and fortunate there wasn't um, uh, bigger consequences for either of them really you're much better than me running the track I only managed to walk but it was beautiful nonetheless it's such a uh such a scenic track um, and as you said very lucky to be able to have a little walk or run around it I'm just going to interrupt you very quickly to reveal that I exactly equaled my personal best uh, from oh. a year ago when I came to Monza for the 2020 Italian Grand Prix. I don't know what that says. I don't know whether I'm in better or worse <laughs> shape. I don't. I don't. Is this or, 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 or I guess I'm just in exactly the same shape. Anyway, sorry. Enough. Uh, enough <laughs> littering and interrupting. Back to you. Well, well done on on reaching it again. It, you know. 
that's that means that the pandemic you haven't uh, deteriorated. So that's very good. So hats off for that. Oh, I cer- I certainly have. But anyway, <laughs> let's, let's, let's let's move on from that swiftly. <laughs> Let's move on to the McLarens because they were looking brilliant today. Great to see Daniel up there finishing third, but of course we'll start on the front row tomorrow, P2. And he was in such good spirits when I saw him after the race and the media pen and everything, and rightly so. I mean, this weekend is is looking good for him and this sprint especially is exactly what Daniel has needed and what we've all sort of been hoping we would see from him again he certainly it certainly has certainly has you're right he was in uh, he was in a very good mood um after after the results today he was also it was interesting talking to him I, I was lucky enough to have a little uh, one-to-one with uh, with ricardo in the uh, in the media mix zone after the uh, friday night qualifying session i just went down there to see if any drivers were left he was doing his last tv interviews and i managed to catch the eye of his uh, of his pr uh, guy stood next to him and, and both of them sort of went oh yeah no we'll come over and have a little chat um which is which is always uh, much appreciated and it was interesting because you know he was sort of he was talking about how he had a lot of internal rage at the result because he was like you know two uh, you know two milliseconds behind getting third place ahead of Verstappen but he's got the sense that you know he's he, he, he still wasn't like really really um, pissed off or annoyed he was you know he's more just ah so close so close to what would have been an amazing result but he's just pleased that things are coming and you know he's he, that sort of that sort of um, smiley persona that he has when he's not being the honey badger and he's not being furious, you know, he's, he, he, it does shine through him. Um, whenever he, whenever he's uh, speaking and discussing discussing things like that, but yeah, what a what a what a time to to turn it around. We know that the McLaren is uh, is very strong at Monza. Carlos Sainz Jr. and Lando Norris very very strong here last year. And in fact, had it not been for the red flag, probably would have finished second and third behind Lewis Hamilton, and it would have still would have been a, a great result um, here last year because the McLaren goes very very well. It's it's the sort of you know it's good on traction, it's good on the straights. You know, historically that that package has always been strong. Put the Mercedes in engine in it you know having switched from Renault last year it's just even stronger and um, but yeah um it was interesting so like I said spoke to Ricardo yesterday but mentioned that internal rage and I said to him in the press conference you know were you unleashing that off the line he said a little bit but I'm saving uh, I'm saving a lot of it for tomorrow as well okay well that's good to know because we're keen to see even more of this side of Daniel coming out tomorrow I spoke to him this morning and he was telling me all about the music that he get, that he listens to uh, to hype himself up before the race and he said that apparently Lando actually listens to um, his his playlist as well so very interesting that I thought let's hope that Daniel's got cool. a good variety of music there um, but yeah we're going to keep an eye on Daniel tomorrow then a lot of people are feeling very excited to see him back up there in the mix and yeah I think it'll shape up to be a good one having those McLarens there in that Mercedes Red Bull battle at the front it should make things very very spicy for tomorrow of course Lando Norris we saw losing out to his teammate in terms of positions and then having to defend against Lewis for the duration of the race, which he successfully did. What did you make of that performance, the Lando versus Lewis and Lando's successful defence? Yeah, I mean, what a what a great what a great moment for British motorsport. We've always we've all been talking about um, you know George Russell joining Lewis Hamilton in the Mercedes team, but obviously Lando Norris been one of the stars of twenty twenty one as well. So it was you know the, uh, the 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 past amazing success for a, for a, for a leading British driver in Formula One and potentially another new one as well with Norris. But what I really took away from that performance was he was just unflappable. You know, okay, it's only eighteen only eighteen laps, which at Monza you know is a very very short race in terms of time um, because of the, you know the very high speed um, high average speed nature of Monza and, and and the long the long straights for the lap but yeah you know the safety car obviously meant that that well, that sprint race would have been over in even even more of a flash if it hadn't been for the safety car you know for th- for three laps but yeah Norris was unflappable 
cool and calm Hamilton was the one sort of really struggling in the dirty air we saw him you know drifting around and being wild on a few corner exits so sorry corner exits so um yeah fantastic from Lando Norris and, and you know it's just it's just another it's just another example of uh, of him being excellent in 2021 and of course it follows on from the Zandvoort weekend which was quite difficult for McLaren you know there were just a few things that didn't suit the car package there so um so yeah well done to uh, well done to Lando Norris well done indeed and I was when I was watching it I was remembering back to uh that radio message that Lewis did earlier in the year when he was behind Lando and he did that radio message to say what a good driver Lando was and I just thought yeah he's, he's probably thinking a bit too good at the moment I'd quite like to get past him actually uh in today's sprint but Lando held his own and we would expect nothing less so yeah I'm I'm happy for him as well it's a good day in the McLaren garage in terms of further down the pack, of course, one of the losers that we saw today was Pierre Gasly. I mean, such a tough day for him. Massively lost out because of that crash. And of course, that is one of the concerns for the teams when it comes to this sprint format, because, you know, it's just completely thrown his weekend into a bit of a mess. What do you think his chances are for tomorrow, though? Yeah, you have to say that uh, Pierre Gasly, the the big loser from uh, from the sprint race, because of course he uh, he crashed out, and um, yeah, you know Bottas is going to start down the back as well. Well, we knew that anyway, and as a consequence of you know what what Mercedes decided to do there. But Gasly just so unfortunate; it was the lightest of touches. I asked Ricardo in the press conference, "Did you did you feel the hit from the Alpha Tower?" He said, "No." Someone someone actually told me uh, once I got out of the car that that happened. So um, so unfortunate for Gasly because you could tell, like you saw um, just live, you know, it looked like the wing was a little bit loose as he came through turn two. And then, yeah, just uh, unfortunately failed coming through the uh, the curve of Grande. And he's off um, at pretty high speed into the gravel. Fortunately, it was, uh, well, it, it looked a fairly uh, dramatic impact. It wasn't super high speed, so he was able to get out. And uh, yeah, I um, saw him talking to reporters in the, in the in the media pen as I was uh, as I was wandering around um, earlier on trying to, you know, get into the details with various people in the paddock of what had just happened. But um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be tricky for him tomorrow. You know, amazing victory here 12 months ago, which did, you know, is, uh, it should, should be remembered. It, there was a hell of a lot of luck involved in that. You know, if he hadn't pitted at the right time before the safety car caused by, uh, you know, Kevin Magnussen's hasp, um, uh, breaking down and then the pit lane being closed and Lewis Hamilton coming in, then of course you've got the red flag and, and everything happened in the finish he wouldn't have won. It was still an amazing drive, but there was a hell of a lot of luck involved and he's probably going to need that again tomorrow because, you know, uh, Yuki Tsunoda had that little incident with uh, Robert Kubica at the second chicane just before the safety car came out. He was able to recover past the Hasses and past Kubica again after he made a pit stop, but I don't see the Alfa Tories as fast as they are getting um particularly further just because of the the way the way things you know played out there's going to be lots of drs trains we don't really know how the tires are gonna are gonna hold up it's going to be quite hot at monza tomorrow so you know that should that should spice things up a little bit compared to today when you know with the longer stints and the longer duration of the race but yeah on paper it's going to be tough for gasly Ah, oh, such a difficult uh, day for him. And of course, we're in Monza, so let's quickly touch on Ferrari. Carlos Sainz, we saw him having that crash in FP2 this morning. That clip of his, his head being thrown forward, which looked pretty concerning. Um, but thankfully, he was deemed fit to race for the sprint. He wound up P7. Charles Leclerc also unwell towards the end of that FP2 session. Uh, but he as well was back on track for the sprint. Finished ahead of his teammate in sixth. They were both cautious with their expectations coming in to this weekend. So we will see how they fare tomorrow. You say, you seem to be quite cautious yourself in your predictions, Alex. So I'm expecting, yeah, let's just not say too much, not, not predict too much when it comes to that midfield because it's so tight anyway. 
Behind them, we have Antonio Giovinazzi. We've spoken on the podcast before about how good he is at qualifying, but sometimes not as strong when it comes to the races. But today, you know, mini race as such. And he managed to bring home a decent finish. So be interesting to see how he does fare when it comes to the full Grand Prix tomorrow. But I want to discuss Sergio Perez and Lance Stroll before we wrap things up. Uh, because we saw their little battle today. Checo chasing down Lance for that ninth place. He passed him, but went off track in the process. So had to give the place back. But he did get him next time round. What did you make of that little uh, little battle we had over those few laps? Yeah, just very quickly on uh, opponent on Giovinazzi. Um, yes, it's it's interesting. Um, you're 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 right. He has um, you know, he doesn't. He's very good qualified. Doesn't have the you know um, necessarily the, the the stronger results in in race uh, race in the races, but. Um, he's also had a hell of a lot of bad luck this season that I don't think should be he underestimated. Has. He had that random puncture, puncture. in Spain. Mm. There was, you know, the the, the clash with Raikkonen in Portugal. Various other things haven't gone his way. You know, the gamble um, to, to 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 change tyres at the start in Hungary didn't pay off, and things like that. So it's interesting. You know, I think I think perhaps things could have um, swung his way a little bit. Things might have been different, but also, you know suddenly you're under pressure for your seat and suddenly you're delivering amazing Q3 performances. While those are brilliant, teams don't really like that because it's like, well, why haven't you been doing that all along? Mm, <laughs> bit interesting. Anyway, sorry. You asked me a completely different question about two completely different drivers, so I'll talk about that. Yes, Perez and Lance Stroll. It was an interesting little battle. You know, um, I often I often am quite heavily critical of Perez because he cannot get to Verstappen's level and okay yep Verstappen is an exceptional driver you know generational talent potentially one of the best Formula 1 has ever seen Um, but still you know people just expect I think Perez just needs to be that bit closer to Verstappen and needs to be yeah behind him we expect him to be behind him but he's just you know he's got he's, he's done well look at Baku did brilliantly there other times he has been brilliant but there's still he's there is still that odd gap between the two between two Red Bull drivers and you would have expected a little bit more from Perez my point that I've rambled all on about that is that this weekend I um, I have full sympathy for him because he was utterly shafted let's face it by being the uh, being the uh, giving the toe to Verstappen um, in uh, in uh, Friday night qualifying which is a completely correct decision from Red Bull they know that you know um, with uh, with a high rate car concept that they've got even they if they string out all the downforce they can they're still going to have a little bit more drag because the rear of the car is uh, is sitting higher into the air and also we've taken off all the downforce it means that the the real high speed and and and, and medium speed corners as well where you need downforce at Monza um, is, is hard as well because they've lost the, the bits that, um, that that would help them so yeah um, completely correct call from uh, from Red Bull to make Perez do that but do feel a little bit sorry for him uh, at the same time um, now yeah that clash with Stroll again sorry you've asked me about it about a million years ago and haven't talked about it um, very interesting to see it was really it was really um, it was really strange to hear um, that that was being investigated because obviously he gave the uh, he gave the move back it was a nice little battle it spiced up what could have been a really dull sprint affair but yeah he goes off gets ahead gives the place back eventually on the run to Ascari and then suddenly it's being investigated by the FIA and Jonathan Wheatley Rebels uh, team uh, sporting uh, director question that quite uh, quite forcibly to Michael Massey but, uh, but anyway no further action uh, after that which is uh, completely the correct call I think yeah, um, that yeah, that was an interesting uh, investigation that was open there. Uh, thank you for clarifying the result of that because that was going to be my next question for you. So thank you. Now, uh, further see, down, I, I, yeah. I took a million years to answer your first question and then I took the second one completely away from you. My apologies. No, it's fine. Completely redeemed the, <laughs> the first part of it. So it's absolutely fine. Now, further down the pack, Fernando Alonso, he made up two places to finish P11. George Russell lost out and finished behind his teammate in P15. But looking ahead to tomorrow, what are your expectations? Because McLarens are well and truly in the mix. 
Of course, we still have the title fight on our hands. Uh, probably not actually starting tomorrow how we would have expected. We, people were expecting the Mercedes to probably be much more dominant, but the power unit change for Bottas and then Hamilton's uh, iffy start today has completely sort of thrown that on its head. So what are you thinking for tomorrow's race? Yeah, what a turnaround at both Mercedes and Red Bull. There was a position, there was a moment after qualifying where Mercedes looked so, in such command of this event because with Bottas starting through race on pole, you think if you can get through the start on the first few uh, turns, okay. Once you're established in one, two, let Hamilton by. He will get to start the Grand Prix from pole. He will get the extra point over Verstappen in the championship. Hamilton messing up the start or the start going wrong for him has really, really hurt Mercedes because, yeah, the decision to change Bottas's engine means that now Verstappen completely on pole there's two very fast McLarens between him and uh, Lewis Hamilton and unless there is an incident at the first corner or unless Lewis Hamilton is suddenly able to you know he he makes a lightning start tomorrow and jumps both McLarens I fully expect Max Verstappen to disappear into the distance I don't see there any being any reason why he won't drop Ricardo like he did today he and Bottas did today you know they were the only two drivers lapping in the mid one minute 23s everyone else was back in the in the low one minute 24s so you know it it, it certainly wasn't um it certainly uh you know it wasn't close let's put it that way so i don't don't expect to be any different tomorrow assuming there's no chaos assuming there's no uh, miracle from lewis hamilton okay assumptions there of no chaos we know how quickly things can change in formula one but let's let's see how it all unfolds thank you for joining me alex pleasure to talk to you again thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back tomorrow after the race with our extended podcast so make sure to join us again take care mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.